Hey there, podcast listener. Welcome to Talking Wealth, the show where each and every week, the Wealth Within team are on hand to teach you how to become a more confident, competent, and more importantly, profitable trader and investor. For more information, products, services, and detailed show notes, including a transcript for this podcast, head over to wealthwithin.com.au and click on the news and media tab in the navigation. Hello and welcome to Talking Wealth. My name's Janine Cox, Senior Analyst at Wealth Within. Now this week I thought I'd talk about the Australian banks because it's always a topic of interest, particularly given that many people will hold banks in their portfolios. Particularly um, if you're holding managed funds, you will have banks in your portfolio, the ones that are trying to replicate the index will probably have quite a heavy weight into this area. Now the interesting thing with the banks is I was having a look at uh, the longer term picture of the of the banks and particularly I had a look back to around about 2003 or the decline that happened into that low. Now then I compared that to what we saw in 2010 when the market pulled back. Remember we had the situation around there 2010 and heading into 2011 the fiscal cliff occurred and we had the tsunami um, a whole lot of things happened all at once and and I looked at the, what's happened recently with the banks pulling back and with having to raise further capital and with China being in the situation that, that it's in putting pressure on the Australian economy and looking at the way the, the banks have moved so far in the current decline that is banks have fallen somewhere between around 26% and 29% to their lows recently. Now they've moved up a bit since then and are trading somewhere um, collectively across the big four if we're looking at the banks somewhere between 22% and 25%. Now the worst case is actually ANZ which fell around 29% as part of the big decline we saw recently. Um, the, the better case was NAB which fell 25.5% and the other banks are in between that. If we go back to 2010, when the when there was real turmoil, this is after the market, remember we just had that major correction, the market had corrected about 55% during the GFC, and then there were the opportunists coming in trying to buy back in off the bottom. The trend was established and the market then continued to move higher, and it, it roughly retraced around 50% of what it fell during the GFC at that time. Now the banks at that time fell by anywhere between around uh, 21 and 30%. Now in that period NAB was actually the worst hit. It fell by around the 30% mark. Um, the better performing bank was actually the Commonwealth Bank and it tends to be a lot more robust generally in these corrections. So looking at that and thinking about what happened in 2003 I think the banks fell even less um, than what we're seeing recently with the current decline. So it's not uncommon during a significant correction like we're seeing on the market at the moment for the banks to actually pull back by this, these degrees. However, quite often the, there is a recovery after that time. The banks trade sideways for a little bit and they start to move up again. So it's just a question of timing now whether they've fallen enough, whether the market um, has got further to fall or not. And, the way that the market is looking at the moment, it's trying to find support around that 5,000 point mark. The recent pullback that occurred took it just below that level. So it's really, a lot of people are watching the banks at the moment because once they make their lows and start moving again, there'll be some really good opportunities. But of course you want to have some good rules to be able to 
get back into the banks. Really solid uh, technical rules with uh, good and well-tested entries. So that means having back-tested those entries and looking at the bigger picture of analysis to confirm that the major hurdles have been jumped over, if you like, before you actually enter the banks. Because, of course, when a stock is in decline, it can always slip that little bit further before the bottom comes in. Now, looking at what's going on with the fundamentals in the banking sector, it's interesting. I, I got some information recently from one of the brokers which talked about where the banks are cheap and where they're expensive. And in this article, uh, around about 13, with, when the PEs are around about 13 and a half or more, they consider that to be the expensive zone. When the banks are around 10, we're talking cheap. Now, currently, um, and the neutral zone's about 12%, currently looking at uh, NAB, for instance, its PEs around 12.6, Westpac 12.6. ANZ's 10.6 and CBA's 13.8. Now, they did dip below that uh, recently when the market pulled back. But as I said, the banks have recovered off their lows somewhat. Um, just to give you an indication of how much, the CBA uh, was down around 26%. And it, as of yesterday's close, it was more like around 22.5%. Uh, giving you the biggest mover there, ANZ was down 29%, as I was saying before, into the low. But more recently, it's come back and is around 25% down from the high that occurred earlier this year. We talked about PEs, where the market or where the, the brokers consider that they're expensive, neutral, and different stocks will have different levels because you can't just look at one stock and make an assessment on the fundamentals in exactly the same way as you would another stock, depending on what historically it's done. So looking at the dividends... The, the industry also look at that to determine whether a stock's cheap or whether it's in the neutral zone or whether it's expensive. And uh, when banks start to pay dividends up around the 6.3%, say, they, they're becoming what the industry consider cheap. We don't like to use that term very often. I'm just referring to some of the information that I have seen. Now, NAB currently pays a dividend, fully, these are all fully frank dividends of 6.4%, Westpac 59 ANZ 6.5 and CBA 5.7. So we're definitely up around that zone. So if you look at what the P's are doing, being at the neutral zone, and the dividends are, are quite high, um, it's quite an interesting time and the banks may be close to a low. Technically, they look like they may be close to a low and the fundamentals are pointing in that direction as well. But as I said, remember, you want some solid rules before you even consider buying in banks. Don't try to pick the bottom because... Often when the stock is falling, um, it can be like trying to catch a falling knife, if you like, very dangerous. And in this situation, you know, you might be thinking, well, the dividends are high, I'll, I'll pick, the, pick the return up in the dividend. But, you know, it's always possible for um, stocks to go lower than what we expect. Uh, you just want to make sure that you're getting in when the money's going back into the stocks rather than when the money's still coming out. So I hope you've enjoyed the discussion today. If you're thinking a bit about bank shares and and whether you're holding them or whether you're looking for new opportunities and that might shed some light on, on a few things. But simple rules like using Dow theory to enter or using GAN swing theory, all, all rules that we teach in the Diploma of Share Trading and Investment. If you're wanting to learn simple Dow theory and an overall view, get a, get a basic structure for how to select stocks and how to buy and sell and how to read the charts, then the Trading Mentor course that we've got online is probably the best for you to get started in. 
in the e-news that came out today, you'll see a number of opportunities for you to be able to learn all the different techniques to be much um, better at buying and selling and also to be able to learn how to uh, protect or preserve your capital in the market in situations like that is occurring now. So you can either look at our diploma course, which is in the e-news. I think we've also got the short course in there, which is really the first three modules of the diploma course and the trading mentor course, which is the very basic entry level course, which is not a, a, um, a course that's accredited. It's, it's a, a separate website, which is www.yourtradingmentor.com.au. So continue to watch the market with interest. All the best with your analysis and your trading. Bye for now. Thanks for listening to this week's podcast. For more information, products and services, and detailed show notes with a transcript for this podcast, head over to wealthwithin.com.au and click on the News and Media tab in the navigation.